Sports Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, as you all know. Money earning Mount Vernon Zone is in the building Come here. On. Nico Brim. <laughs> What's up, bro? I like the hat that you, you got on. White hat? Sox? Yeah, White Sox, Negro League patch. Oh, that's rare. I, I, I've i heard about the Negro League p- patches and the hats that have been going on. Bags, man. So, you know, I had to get the shout out to my boy T Marks. You know, I'm staying from the Bronx. He, he has a fire fitness. Oh, he's got the whole collection. He's the one that's yeah. distributing them out yeah. in New York. Um, yeah, he has a he has a, a whole line where he does all types of uh, you know uh, patches on the hats. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He has big on hats, whole on hats, Rockefeller. He's just been killing it. And you know he did the this one, Black History. But I want to welcome you to the show as I did before because you're a true MC. Not yeah, everyone can do what you do. Not everyone can rap with the bars. Not everyone can do it because I'm someone that. I'm not too into the mumble rap, the trap scene. And I've heard you speak about it before that as it's okay as long as they're feeding their families. And I get that. But then there's a certain aspect to it, whereas I want them to feed the families by doing it with real hip hop. Let's push our pens a little bit more. Yeah, no, I I definitely feel you on that. You know, it's like, I I do want to see people push their pen for sure. And it's like, you know, at the same time, it's a give and take because, you know, you know, I also know as an artist how much time you put into it. So it's like, you know, some people, they get it and, you know, it's a misuse of the power and the position that they have. You know what I mean? It's, it's like a wrongful cosign. So I feel understand where you're coming from, too. But, you know, I, I it's like, you know, when, when you're when you're holding your people down and stuff. But it's, I get what you're saying. You know what like, I mean? It's yeah. so hard. It's a thin yeah. line. <laughs> it's like, man, I feel what you're saying. And, and I do feel like hip hop now is at least on a, a right turn with artists like myself and, you know, even like the Isaiah Rashad's and, you know, Saba, Kai Cash, Ruben, Vincent, Damani, That's who's right. actually about to drop at 12 o'clock tonight. That's so, right. You know, I was hearing like that. Yeah, you know, JIDs. It's just great to see, like, you know, I feel that we're making a good turn, you know? It's taken a while. I think bars are back. Westside Gun, he's dropping tonight at midnight too. Griselda, that whole group, Dave East, he's nice. Yeah, yo, Griselda is fire, bro. Shout out Westside Gun, Benny and them, bro. They're killing that shit all the way out in Buffalo, man. That's that's New York, you feel me? You got to get on a track with them. Yo, that's like the, the next thing that I'm trying to get, bro. From the production style to everything, bro. I feel like we just match. Like, we got to get in there, like. You know, we be throwing it now. Yo, if it happens, everybody got to remember this interview. <laughs> Derringer. You got to get on that Derringer beat. Yeah, I got to get on Derringer. You feel me? Mad Max prophesizing. You yeah, you, you already know. But you are a Boom Bap fan. That backpack Boom Bap and you love Neo Soul. Yeah, facts. For sure, bro. Those are like two of my um, biggest inspirations. 100%. Yeah. And it's the artists that you listen to growing up, not in any order. Jay-Z, Nas, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar. Bob Marley, Michael Jackson. Yo, facts. Hey, yo, bro, you want to know what's crazy? We were just having a conversation. First, we were talking about our top 10. And, you know, everybody whose name was in my top 10. That's and we right. were talking about your top 10 greatest artists of all time. My first two artists was Mike and Bob, bro. Like, we was, I wish my bros was here. We was just having this conversation. That's crazy you brought that up. I'm curious to hear where the inspiration draws from Bob Marley, because not everyone brings him up because you're an MC hip hop artist. Where does the reggae aspect come into it? Well, you know, I think that the the the, the reggae aspect uh, a lot is like in the rhythms. You know what I mean? That mm. that show up in the music and also show up in the lyricism. You know what I mean? That there's specific rhythms and patterns that that correlate between, you know, not just Bob, but like you're saying, that whole reggae and Caribbean music scene, you know? And I think like for me with, with Bob was what I, I loved about him and, you know, what I look to emulate is 
how unapologetically he spoke his truth and his beliefs. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like his truth and his beliefs without, you know, feeling like he had to compromise anything, you know? And like through that, he became a superstar. So it's like, uh, I think it's, you know, from my, the big impact on me was who he was and how he stood on his art, you know, like shout out Bob, man. A thousand pictures, book one, a thousand pictures, book two, feared. I mean, yeah. It, 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 can it get any better than that? But I think on this new EP that you got coming before the yeah. throne, we're going to get some more of that. Yeah, absolutely, bro. I, I've been spending a lot of time uh, working on this EP, um, you know, and I brought a lot of the people that I've met on my journey in to you know, like get on this EP. You know, with book one and book two, a, a theme that both of those have is there's not too many features on it. That's right. You know, on, on this EP, I, I'm looking to open my palette and bring more people into my creative process. Just, you know, like to, to rub shoulders and, you know, it's always a competitive thing. You know what I'm saying? So I like to get on tracks with other MCs and, and do my thing. So I feel like Before the Throne is going to have a lot of that. It's, it's definitely the next level, you know, for, my, for me. Yeah, you, you got to bar them out. That's for sure when you get on these tracks. But East Side, yeah. that song was crazy. SO.6 was crazy. Yeah, South 6. Yeah, South 6. I think that's in my block in Mount Vernon. Facts. Crazy. Yeah, Who's man, the artist I that you looked up to? <laughs> Your, your research, bro. I'm really feeling this interview. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm underrated, but I do my research. That's for sure. Because I got to come. I got to come with it in my interviews. I'm not yeah, going to ask you. So, so, Nico Brim, when did you start rapping? I already know you're, you were six when you started writing. So, Yeah, bro. Like, so, yo, what's crazy was I started writing, like, around the same time I learned how to read. You know what I'm saying? Like from the time I like started like reading and writing, I, I just was like putting words together. But then it was like, it was something that was more so as a hobby back burner type shit. Then in high school, I used to have like my notebook and shit on me. Like I would just catch inspiration in class or just being out with my niggas. And I would just write, just write. High school then, ciphers. Yeah, and I was gonna say the high, high school ciphers really I feel like what kicked off my rap career. Like it used to be at lunchtime and shit, and like we would be at lunch and we'd make the circle and everything, and like whoever they put in front of me, I just rip them. You know what I'm saying? And we like would leave our school and like pull up with other niggas at their lunch. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And rap with them. And my boys just kept telling me, "Yo, you gotta get in the booth." And shout out to my bro Mikey because my nigga Mikey was the first one to really like push me in there. You know, the rest is history, man. Can you so recall we touched the pantheon, but the hip-hop starts in high school, I feel like. 100%. Can you recall the illest freestyle cypher that you had in high school? The illest freestyle cypher I had in high school? Mm -hmm. Yo, it was it was at um lunch. Yo, I was with my nigga Steph. Yo, shout out Steph. And yo, it's early high school, too. That's crazy. This is probably one of the best ones early, like freshman year, bro. And like, you know, we all at lunch. We chilling and everything. And like somebody was talking about, oh, I got bars, da da da. Niggas was in school talking about they got bars. I'm like, I got bars, nigga. <laughs> Fuck with everybody else is talking about. I got bars. So it was like, yo, at lunch, yo, we all gonna, you know, get outside the cafeteria. So I'm like, all right, cool. Lunch coming up. I'm poker face, so I'm like unfazed. We go downstairs and then uh we got this circle, bro. I'm talking about, it's like 300 kids, bro. Like 300 kids. This shit is just packed. And it's just me and him in the middle of the circle. And then like, he goes first. And he's cutting my ass and everything like that. And, you know, that's just giving me more time to think of shit. So, and then he keeps going. And then I go, start flaming a whole crowd from the 
inside to the outside is like, oh, da, 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 da. and then one of the teachers pulls up. I'm thinking we about to get in trouble. Hey, yo, bro, this teacher, this white man, yo, Mr. Potion, salute to you, bro. He pulls up to the front of the cipher just to get a better look. He ain't even stop it. And so me and him kept going back and forth. And then, uh, you know, we ended up being like, we're great friends to this day. But like, I feel like that was one of the illest ones. And I had a similar one like that in college. I went to college for a year. But yeah, man, that was definitely one of them ones. Which college did you go to? I'd rather not even say, but you I was in, say yeah, but I was in Connecticut though. Oh, you were in I'm actually from Connecticut. Word? Yeah. But I was I was in West Haven. Oh, okay. I know I know where that is. You feel me? So I was like New Haven area, I know you know. So I went out there for like uh I went out there for a year. And then um when I was out there, that's when I feel like I really like kicked off with like the music and in that year I just decided to get up out of there. You feel me? Connecticut's underrated because this is where Max B and French Montana really started to come in their early days to push their music. Yeah, yo, I, I think that a lot of artists that are from New York definitely owe it to uh, CT and Jersey, you know, for like a really big push and support with what we have going on. Like I remember even like some of my first shows that I was doing, you know, cause high school is high school, you know, it's more like showcasing and shit, but some of the exactly. first shows I really got to do were out in CT. You know what I'm saying? And CT always showed that love and like in a positive way was kind of like gatekeeping to make sure good rap got got the shine, you know? Exactly. Did you perform at Toad's Place in Connecticut? Yeah. I did perform at Toad's Place, bro. I performed at Toad's Place on uh, a black woman created this tour with Rhapsody. Oh, okay. Yeah. And shout so out to Rhapsody. I, I know Rhapsody is a mentor of yours. Yeah, bro. Rhapsody is, is like my big homie, bro. Like completely uh, has taken me under the wing and and giving me the ins and outs of the game, you know what I'm saying? In hopes that I would apply it to be the best MC of my generation. So shout out to Rap, because like she holds it down on a different level. So. 100%. You even said top five with the pen, 100%. Yeah, 100%, bro. Like lyricism, bro, all the way, bro. It's her, A-Dot, M, Andre, Three Stacks, Biggie, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. she's in that cloth, bro. Like it's, it's yeah. crazy. And you, that, that's your OG. It's like you got to... Come yeah. with it. <laughs> Andre Three Stacks, another inspiration of yours. Yeah, facts. I fuck with I fuck with Three Stacks. I fuck with Big Boy too. You know, Outcast just in general. Yeah, I think that you know, like their their whole swag was just different. I fuck with them. They got to get back together. Uh, they they keep dropping stuff on solo time, but they got to get back on that duo time, which was Outcast back in the day. Yeah, bro. Because people sleep on Big Boy too, bro. Both of them eating everything. Like it was outrageous. But you know. Respect to them, man. Those are goats, right? There. When the down south rap was actually lyrical and great content. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah. But yeah, one of the first freestyles that you did was over a Knife Wonder beat. How was it to actually eventually work with Knife Wonder? Yo, you want to know? It's crazy, bro. And that's ill that you brought that up because it's still one of the most surrealist moments in my life. Like at the same time you would think it's expected because of how early I was, you know, inspired and impacted by what he was doing. But then it's like, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. Maybe I get to see you one day and I just share that with you, but to be able to go down to Jamla and like rap on ninth beats, you know what I'm saying? And, and work so closely with him, man. It's like, it's like, yo, don't let nobody tell you, you can't do what it is you're trying to do, man. Like, you know, so salute to the whole Jamla family, too, because everybody over there at the Soul Council and people that are working, you know, behind the scenes, they're all just like, it's like a corner of like a pure hip hop. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get any of those in the game. 
So for them to be there and to like hold it the way that they do and to even be in their space where they create all of this shit, bro, it's like, it's a bucket list. Check off the bucket list, bro. You think you would be able to link up with Pete Rock ever? Because he's from Mount Vernon. He's from Mount Vernon. Yo, I've yeah. been trying to link Pete, bro, for like years. Yeah. I've been trying to link Pete for years. But like, you know, Pete, Pete is one of the OGs. You know, he's one of the greats. And, you know, sometimes getting in the studio with them is not always easy. So, you know, I'm not really taking it no, no type of way. You charge it to the game. I just know that when I get in with Pete Rock, bro, it's going to be a special moment for Mount Vernon. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think I'm the hardest rapper coming out of New York. And I just feel like with him being from Mount Vernon and me being from Mount Vernon, both of us together could just make, make a moment. And I, I think that with this new EP that you got coming out here before the throne, I think this is really going to set the game on notice because I, I think it's great that you took a pause at the same time from book one and book two, because now you've evolved for over, I think that you haven't dropped since 2018. I mean, you dropped singles in between Bonita a couple months ago, but this is your first project in a while. So now it's yeah. just, this is how I've evolved over the years. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly how I feel, bro. I feel like it's a, it's an introductory to like, you know, a new, a new mindset, you know what I mean? New version, shedding skin, whatever other way you want to explain it. But it's definitely that. And I figured, you know, coming with an EP just to like, you know, kick it off hundred percent in the right direction, but you know, give people something to digest, get familiar with who I am and what I have going on. And, you know, right after this, we have so much music. You could imagine after all those years, bro, it's like you know, so much to work with. So. I just feel that now more than ever, this is just the right time with where I'm at, you know? You're tapped in with Ross Swish. You're going to be expanding to the Brooklyn drill movement. What appeals <laughs> to you about the Brooklyn drill movement? Um, you know, I feel like, well, shout out Ross Swish and shout out Trackmasters. You know what I'm saying? Because Trackmasters sanctioned me to be over there and I was able to cook up with them. But yeah, I mean, I, I fuck with drill because drill is, it's another, it's another way of expressing yourself. Like, and, and not like in a cliche way, but if I want to get more specific, I'll say I love the fact that they took that Britain, British English drill scene, that UK drill scene, and then they took, you know, the drill scene from Chicago with the content, you know what I mean? And these kids that live these day-to-day lives, they're putting what they see and what they know. And it's kind of like just this ill mesh that I feel like Brooklyn just does so well that, you know, it doesn't really get further outside of there. Although I know Bronx got a drill scene now too, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, bro, I just I just fuck with the with the drill movement. Like I just love to see the the art coming out of New York. And look at the notice that it's getting not only from Pop Smoke but Fabio getting recognized by Kanye. And I heard Kanye is going to be producing his next album. Yeah, you feel me? If Kanye keep up his end of the bargain, but what I will say yeah, is Fabio, exactly. You feel me? Fabio gave him one of the hardest verses on that project. Fabio gave him one of the hardest verses on Donda oh, for real. Yo, Fabio went crazy. When I was in jail, I was low key. Yeah. Bro, that, yeah, bro, he went crazy. And that's another thing I, I feel that although drill can be repetitive, you know what I'm saying? It's like there, there are artists in drill that are really nice. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't get it confused because yeah. they're on these beats that they can't get on off the grid with Playboy Cardi and Kanye West and still not deliver. And I feel like that's kind of what I see in drill. Like, you know, they, they really are still rapping. Mm-hmm. I think New York has really taken the whole hip hop scene by storm because the West Side Gun and Conway did make Keep My Spirit Alive. That's okay, Keep one. My Spirit Alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's another thing, too, even with West Side and them. You know, I have a, being from Westchester, I'm from Mount Vernon, you feel mm-hmm. me? So it's not 
even though it's right there by the city, it's still not the still city. Still not the city because we know how but, MCs are. You got to keep it within the boroughs. Yeah, within the boroughs, you know. So if you're looking at niggas that are out in Brooklyn, they're looking at us like y'all are upstate. So, you know, Buffalo is even more upstate, six hours or however far it is from us. And so it's like, you know, for for me to know what it's like to not be necessarily from one of the boroughs, you know what I mean? And kind of have that chip on your shoulder as like misrepresented and un underrepresented on the New York hip hop scene. Mm -hmm. And for them to take it to where they took it to, it's like that shit is crazy inspiration. You know what I'm saying? They come from a whole nother side of New York, bro. It's like a whole different place. You know what I'm saying? But it's still New York at the same time. But I, I'm I'm emphasizing the difference to let you know that they're really putting on for where they're from. And so it's like to see them do that, I'm just looking to do the same thing for the nine. A hundred percent. And speaking about Burroughs, we got to get into a true MC from the Bronx, who is the son of one of the greatest MCs of all time, Big Pun, Chris Rivers. That's someone that you want to link up with on a track, go bar for bar with. Facts. Yeah, yo, you want to know what's crazy? First time I met Chris Rivers, bro, I was probably like 19. Wow. At the radio station at Yonk in Yonkers. And we went back to back, like going back and forth, bro. Like, and it was crazy. Like, I'm like, yo, this kid is crazy nice. <laughs> and so we, we were going back and forth. And then, um, you know, we've kind of like kept in touch. You know, it, it's, it's always love, you know, he's a great dude. And uh, I'm just looking to actually get on wax and lay something with him, bro. Cause he, you know, he has the, the, the you know, the talent that he's coming with, you know, is is it's generational evidently. But I feel like he he takes it to to such a unique place. Like I just gotta get in with that kid. Yeah. Another artist that you're looking to work with is Neek Bucks. Yeah, facts. I fuck with Neek. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I definitely, I definitely want to get in with Neek. I met Neek a minute ago too. And like to see him, you know, rise the way he's taking it to us, you know, a salute to him. I'm looking forward to this new EP. How many tracks are you going to have on it? Because it's been a while. So I'm sure your fans are, they have their interest peaked. They want to know how many tracks you think you're going to have on here. Yeah, I, so here's the thing. It is an EP, you know what I'm saying? So it's not going to be too, too many tracks. Yeah. So, you know, like, I won't say exactly how many we have, but it won't be too many. But I promise each one is 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 going to do it. You know, it's like we're doing a small sample size right now. But we're going to come with the full joint. I think you were planning on dropping this in February. Is that right? Yeah, I was the March 1st. I was March gonna 1st. Drop. I was going to drop March 1st, but I was in a uh, some sort of like situation, just like, you know, with business and things just were happening at the same time that I was trying to do that. And it, it was just a conflict of interest that didn't allow for the rollout to go the way that it had to go. Fast forward, here I am now. A lot of that stuff got handled and situated. I'm doing my thing. So now the music could come out, you know, and I'm also like, I'm kind of happy that that happened because in the long run, I was able to make more great music that I ended up picking for the EP, you know? So, <laughs> so you had to change out some of the songs that were on the EP with ones that you thought were harder. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like I might as well, if you were going to wait, you yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> might as well get people some of that, the new sauce, like, fuck it, let's just do it. <laughs> and so, you know, shout out to my bro, uh, uh, Prezi, CYN president, you feel me? My bro V, mm -hmm. he's like, you know, been like a big help on the back end, just making sure everything is hot and everything is, you know, how it needs to be. You, you, I'm looking forward to this, man. And we, we got to get in. We got to get into what you did for Juneteenth. That's important, making that a holiday, but making a statement with the pair of sneakers. The sneakers mm -hmm. that were a big statement in making this a holiday, too. That's a fact, bro. Yo, bro, I was such a huge sneakerhead growing up, bro. 
it was crazy, bro. I yo, bro, I went to a high school, you feel me? I went mm-hmm. to Iona. So people know like Iona is, you know, private. So mm-hmm. I was in rich kids, bro. We was we was some sneakers, all types of shit, bro. <laughs> like I just for real, I was hustling from early, you know what I'm saying? Like selling sixes for iPads and shit like that. So I used to go to a lot of releases, mm-hmm. all of that type of stuff. And then when it was time, fast forward to Juneteenth and you know, Miss Opal was looking for a way for all of us to collab. And I felt that with her doing her walk for freedom, right? And doing her marches, me also being a sneakerhead and also realizing what sneaker culture and, and that space it holds in hip hop. You know what I mean? It was like, I thought that it would be a dope meeting point for us to like come together. Cause she's 70 years older than me. So it was like, you know, I wanted to find a place where we, both of our messages could like, you know, coexist. And I felt like the sneaker was just like the perfect thing to do. And it ended up going, it was it was an important thing i think that brings a lot of the youth together too and helps them once you 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 bring sneakers into it they're gonna pay more attention i guess yeah 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 facts bro i know i paid more attention when niggas brought sneakers up (laughs) (laughs) for real you know so it was it was definitely dope and then like i was saying you know to be honored at set to be at their first ever hip-hop auction and to be in there with you know, the, the sneakers to the left of me was Drake's, you know, custom fours from back in the day. And like, just seeing the company that I was in was just legend, bro. Like, it's, it's a W. <laughs> the Drake first Lil Wayne Jordans, remember those? Yeah, facts. Come on, bro. I was tapped all the way in. Yo, bro, I'm telling you, I was prime time, midnight release. With it. Even if I got a, I got a, I got a, a thermos cup of noodles. <laughs> <laughs> getting outside till those doors are open yeah bro i was big i was big going on sneaker coach it was crazy do you feel as though that sneaker the sneaker game has kind of died down over the years because i remember being in high school and constantly getting up on the laptop once the nike releases came out with jordans and i'm a big ewan guy now but i used to be really into the nike game and air jordans but do you feel as though that the, the sneaker games kind of died down a bit in recent years yeah i think it died down because it got watered down mm. you know what i'm saying like i feel that it like it became less of more like a sneaker culture and it, it just became a wave that people were using to kind of like validate being fly you know what i'm saying but it was like really like a lot of a sneaker has really fucked with kicks like you know I, I was one of those people i had sneakers that i wouldn't wear because you know they were like antique to me on the same so way you feel me bro like you know, <laughs> bro, i had i had the KD four year the dragons in the I know which ones you're talking about for years. I, I finally brought them out. You know what I'm saying? But when mm-hmm. they came out, I concords from when they came out, bro. I probably wore them one time. The original ones from 2011, bro. Like I still got those upstairs. <laughs> so like I'm on it. Now that now it's too many people, like, and I feel like it just got watered down. And I feel like they started coming out with a lot of different versions outside of the retro for Jordan mm-hmm. and outside of the main Nike sneakers that we all fuck with. And a lot of that extra stuff just, just it just got too much, you know? Yeah, I agree. I, I still got my Space Jams and Flu games, never wore them, the Concord Lows. I got the Kobe, what's it, the Kobe 9 or Kobe 10s with the, with the, with the high ankle ones. I got yeah. the, the all-star ones that glow in the dark, the gumbos. Yeah, bro. See, bro, you. I know, I just seen every sneaker you talk about in my head, bro. Yeah. I was on, that, that was a, a wave, like, and, you know, even when, like, phone posits was big, you know what I'm saying? And, like, I had the cough drops. I had the Galaxies. electric blues. Yo, I remember I pulled up. Because remember I told you I'm selling sneakers and stuff? Mm-hmm. I remember I traded electric blues for someone's metallic reds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I 
remember when the galaxies were dropping. Yeah, all of that. So, you know, but but the flu games, Space Jams, Concords, those are some sneakers that we both named that are like antique classics, bro. Like when you bring those out, you can't do no wrong. You know? If you were to sign a contract today, if, if a sneaker company came to you and said, Nico Brim, you're going to be popping rapper soon. We want you to sign to our company. Who, who would you want to sign with? <sighs> Have your own sneaker. Nike. Nike? Not going to lie. <laughs> Nike, bro. Like, I, I fuck with Adidas heavy. I'm a, I'm a soccer fan, too. Okay. I fuck with my, my horses, basketball, soccer, boxing. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I fuck with soccer, too. So I like Adidas. I, but, man, those Nike shoes, those blueprints are just different, bro. So, like, I, I would sign with them. And I would do some crazy off-the-wall fly <laughs> shit. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> but what? That's what I'm rocking with. Uh, we we got to get into quick sports talk. Then we're going to get back to your tour with Rhapsody. Basketball. Yeah. You mentioned you're a big basketball fan. Being from New York, are you a fan of the Knicks or are you like Big Al and never was a fan of the Knicks? I never. Yo, shout out Big Al. I never was a fan of the Knicks. Yo, <laughs> it was crazy, bro. Is I don't know where you're pulling this type of shit from, but I was just when I remember I told you I was doing the top 10. That's right. My, my, we did top 10 ly lyricists and I picked Big L. My man thought I was bugging and I played that freestyle. The 98 like, freestyle. This probably, yeah, this is probably like picture. two days ago. Yeah, that's crazy that you, that you brought that up. But yeah, I'm not a fan of the Knicks, bro. I actually grew up a Celtics fan. Okay. I grew up a Celtics fan. Um, but you know, at, at the time I'm coming up, it's uh, KG, Paul Pierce, Ray, it's, it's, you know, the, the five, you know, so that was like, but then my brother was a big LeBron fan. And then, you know, the Celtics and the Cavs have ultimate beef. But then like, man, it was, LeBron was just great. And I feel that once I became like a fan and appreciation for Bron, I really just haven't associated too much with teams, but I'm more so just with like the talent. Like I like to just see great basketball be played. But growing up, I was a Celtics fan. Respect. I'm a Knicks fan. I, I'm not wearing the Knicks stuff tonight because I can't wear orange and blue every night. It's rough, yeah. but I respect yeah, that bro. you're a Celtics fan. Yeah, bro. The Knicks was like, they just weren't growing up in New York, bro. Like, y'all are misrepresenting. They, they, they've been <laughs> for a long you think time. He's going for that. Yeah. It's what it is. I, hope, I would, like, if the Knicks got nice, I wouldn't hate on the Knicks being nice. You know, like, I'm like, I'm from New York, but like, they were nice this year, though, to an extent. They didn't make it out the first round. They were. This is the first time that they were nice in years. Julius Randle yeah, really put on a yeah. show this year. Yeah, Julius Randle is nice, bro. Julius Randle is nice, and it's great to see them doing that even after the trade with KP. You know what I'm saying? And, and him being over at the Mavs, because KP was also eating on the Knicks. And I feel like now he's kind of taking more of a role mm -hmm. over on the you know, Yeah, on the Mavs. But, you know, to each his own, it's great to, to have, like, young talent like that over at the Knicks. So I feel you. Let's get back to Rap City. You were able to go on tour Rap City. You're networking. Who was the most important person that you had a conversation with, with a person that you networked with on her tour? Like the one of the most important. Mm -hmm. uh, a report, advice, piece of advice that you received from someone on the tour. Um, rap, rap, rap gave me the advice. But I would say my first tour night, I got to meet DJ Premier. That, that's and, legendary. Yeah, to meet Primo. You know, and, and like, you know, just to, to share conversation, you know what I'm saying? And all of that stuff is, is just legendary. You know what I'm saying? It was it was absolutely legendary that that blew my mind. But yeah, rap gave me like a big piece of advice on my show 
like what was crazy was as I went on the tour, it was my first tour. So each time my show was getting better, but I was getting the feedback mm -hmm. from her, you know what I'm saying? On how to, to keep up in my show. And she, so now- She wanted I, you to act like a legend. She said, try yeah, bro, like a legend. Act like a legend. Yeah, bro. I was on some young hype shit, bro. I was on some like, by the end of my performance, the first time my shirt was off. Right in the jumping, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I was ready, y'all, let's go. She taught me how to really use my stage presence in a more powerful and impactful way and not just relying on my energy. Because relying on energy is different than relying on your stage presence. And so like, there was like a whole bunch of distinctions like that that she put me onto throughout the tour. And eventually by the time I did my last show in LA, Mm -hmm. LA was my best one. So, you know, shout, shout out to her. And, and it was just ill traveling the world, bro. Like, I'm a New York nigga, bro. I did not ever think I would be in Vermont. No. Not ever think I'd be in Montreal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would have, like, I would have never thought that growing up. And so it was like, you know, to get exposed to the world and have people around the world resonating with my message. And is is like, it's a dream come true, bro. I bet you can't wait to get back out on that tour life now that the performances are allowed to be going back again. Yeah, Despite COVID, we're still in this pandemic. And you've, you've been an advocate for it. I read in one of your articles, you know, that you you mask up and you sanitize. There's a lot of people out here not following the rules. And this is why we have this thing mutating. And who knows when we're going to be completely free of this thing? Yeah, bro. I don't even know when we're going to be free of it, man. Like COVID is not like, you know, it's not, it's not anything that we should be, you know, playing, playing, I think is, is a game. It's like, bro, we got to get up out of this. I'm trying to have the world back open. Like I can't keep doing all this extra. And now it's a new variant and people are getting sicker, quicker, all types of shit, bro. Insane. It's a lot, bro, man. Yeah. Yo, be safe. Yeah. <laughs> God bless everybody. <laughs> you got that right. And speaking of premiere, you got to get in that BT cipher. You got to get on yeah. that. Get on the cipher, bad. I've been, I've been feeling to get on the cipher, bro. I've been feeling to get on the cipher. I've been feeling to get on XL. I feel like, bro, like there, there's a there's a very small percent of up and coming rappers that can fuck with me. Yeah, it's a small percent of up and coming rappers that can fuck with me. Respect, I agree. Respect to Marlon Craft. Respect to Vincent Kai Cast. You know, these are all Damani. Certain people I know that are up there, but bro, it's like I I want to go out there and like really put on for hip hop and and like let them know that this shit hasn't died. I feel like sometimes the OGs lose hope in our generation. And it's like, nah, bro, there's still gonna be heavy hitters and impactors in the game. We just gotta get our, our just due. I think the OGs, I think they see what you're doing right now already and they respect you, but when once they really see what you're about to do, yeah, they're gonna be Absolutely. wanting you to get on their records. Yeah, facts, bro. And it was crazy, like, you know, ninth and rap, was kind of like a gateway to that. You know what I mean? I, I eventually was able to work with Guru. You know what I'm saying? And like all these other like crisis, you know what I'm saying? Like I was in the booth with all different types of people that I would have never thought that I would get on the booth with. And, you know, they, they definitely are respecting my pen. And like you're saying, it's just about getting the just do. And, you know, it's like, you can't rush anything. Like it, it all just happens when it's supposed to, bro. You know, I'm still young. I ain't, I ain't 40. No. <laughs> you know I'm not even 25, so you know. Griselda also all proved it. you could be 40 and popping. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yo, bro, I'm not gonna lie, bro. After this interview, we just gotta stay in touch, bro, because I fuck with you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> bro, I've I appreciate been saying, that. a lot of this shit you're saying, I've been saying, bro. I was talking to my niggas. I'm like, bro, 
we can't give up, nigga. I said, Griselda is 40. That's right. I, I'm a passionate talker, bro. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm that type of nigga, you feel me? I'm passionate. I get involved. I, and I, I can tell. Yeah, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> so, bro, there's no way that we should ever feel like we should give up when they spent, you know, all those years putting on 30, 25, 20 years in the game, bro. And y'all just getting y'all just doing. Look at the flowers they're getting, bro. They're already considered great. It's like, bro, any, anybody can do it any way, anywhere, anyhow. It's insane, the industry, just how it is today, because it's really disgraceful. To It's a slap in the face to the art of hip-hop, the cinder blocks that these record labels put up for MCs and artists that have actual skills. Yeah, It's absolutely. so hard for an MC to showcase their skills and even make radio, get an interview, anything. Yeah, and, and you know, I think, like, the big point of what you're saying is that, uh, and, and so they're putting people who are not familiar with the culture and also don't respect the culture. You know what I'm saying? And no disrespect to you, but there are a lot of white people who are in positions. Oh, I have a theory on it. I'm going to tell you, I think there's some white people that got in here and wants to dumb everything down. And they don't want, they don't want black people to have a voice and, and start speaking out about things such as what public enemy was KRS one, the conscious rap. Bro. You know what I'm saying? And I feel that it's like, you know, and, you know, there are people who are white like yourself that really have a love and appreciation for hip hop and, and understand it. You know what I'm saying? And salute to you and everybody else who is also going in white spaces where we're not privy to and putting people on. You know what I'm saying? So salute to you for playing your part in as it pertains to the situation that you just talked about. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yo, bro, with a lot of the um, people that are in these positions that are A&Rs that are going into these places, they don't understand that hip hop is not a stat sheet, bro. You can't go based off of the numbers. It is an art that is about the feeling, the message that's being conveyed. And the moment where someone who is not familiar with the culture and what that feels like to know that this is a record or this is talent, the first thing you're gonna turn to is something that doesn't lie, which are numbers. But just because numbers don't lie, it doesn't mean that numbers are are the, the full description of what's happening like there are certain there are certain things that are great bro that you can't put into numbers bro no. you can't put that into numbers jay-z and dmx battle rapping in the park to later on getting on tracks together you can't put that on stats and no. what that means but it is it's an important moment you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and i feel like as hip-hop continues to rely on the numbers we're looking at music to move numbers and move algorithms and not move the hearts mind body and souls of people and that's the biggest fucking problem. Preach. Preach. <laughs> this is what this is what every young artist, every young MC, they need to yeah. say what you're saying because there's not yeah. enough of it. And then the record companies, like I said, these radio stations are not bringing you guys up for interviews. It's it's a shame yeah. and it's a disgrace to hip hop and they shouldn't yeah. even be in these seats. Yo, you want to know what's crazy, bro? And it's like, and I noticed that like, so, you know, with when I'm trying to, cause I'm in a space now where I'm not like at the very beginning from where I started, but kind of like an interim period, mm-hmm. you know, like before I, before I turned like a real corner. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I noticed some of those people that are there are looking at what I'm doing. And because it's not, you know what I'm saying? Maybe 2000 comments underneath the post and I don't got my dreads colored and I don't mm-hmm. got guns in my videos and shit. And, and you don't yeah. got colored teeth and tattoos all over yeah. the face and you're not wearing yeah. a dress. Exactly, bro. I'm not, <laughs> not reaching out to lend a helping hand, and I'm like, man, it, it's so 
unfortunate that it, it, it's so, there's so much classism also in hip hop. You know what I'm saying? And they're not giving voices to people based off the material things that, that they have, as opposed to the, the, the talent, inner knowing and ability that these people have. And it's just like, bro, it really is a disgrace to hip hop. And I feel that a lot of the people that are in those places, it's like, I just can't wait where there's more people like yourself and other people who are in these positions of power who can really shine a light on what needs to be heard. And I feel like we're not too far away from that, bro. I really feel like it's gonna only a matter of time before we really start seeing that on a consistent basis, so. Too, too many yes men up at these radio stations, too many people that don't no. even know the pioneers. I just did an interview with Grandmaster Kaz last night and that was impeccable, impeccable. Fire. Bro, too many, too many of those, bro. Too many motherfucking dick riders out here, bro. Just, just riding the wave and too many people looking at music as like a quick lick and just trying to get their bread up. And that's the other side to what I was saying where I understand your, your juxtaposition because yeah. it's like, yo, bro, like, you're just doing this for the bread and you're watering down all of this shit. And you got kids and people looking up to you and being inspired by what the fuck you're doing and what you're doing is crazy. You only probably don't even really live that way. You're just yeah. saying it facts. That happens a lot too. So it's like, shit is corny, bro. I, I feel you. Like there's definitely certain things that are corny. And then I also like to keep a, a positive, because like I said, as much as we can talk about this, we could also break down the people who are out here doing it justice and, you know, it's just it's the evil world we live in. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. And it's too many yes, men, as I said before. It's a shame, but you're going to be one of the artists to break that mold out here. As we, we have the, the bars are back, as I said before, in New York. It's pretty apparent that everyone wants the bars back. A lot of people do in New York City. Yeah, 100%. That's the, that's the consensus. You can feel You can feel it, bro, culturally. Like, people are wanting to hear the bars, bro. Mm -hmm. And look, and I'm not even talking about beat selection, whether you're boom bap, whether you're drill, whether you're whatever the fuck that's in between what I just named, people want to hear you rap though. And I feel like that's just like, I love it. Cause that's what I do. Yeah. And so I, so I like, can't wait to find more like-minded artists that are doing what I'm doing. And then that was another thing I'm seeing. Yo, I had to go back to what you were just talking about. And then niggas in the positions that are putting on all this bullshit, got the nerve to hit socials and stuff and be like, yo, y'all need to be more original, but y'all don't even shine a light on the niggas being original. Mm. Y'all always ask about original and y'all never shine a light on the niggas that are original. Nope. Because you still in the back of your mind to be in your position, you kind of was a dick rider and yeah. you was doing what was hot. And so now you're going also based on numbers, white, black or indifferent, going based off numbers and finding people that just got numbers because they doing lit for the moment shit. And you're not doing your due diligent research and you're not willing to stand on and back up artists that are dope. And that would actually really benefit from your cosign and that you would benefit from too because niggas is nice and y'all not doing it. That's a problem, bro. Mm -hmm. Another like, thing too is that the yes men were saying that, oh, boom bap is dated. That's that's washed. Well, uh, hold on. trap is washed. We've heard this for years. Yeah. it's time to get back to the bars here. Why don't we get back to conscious rap? Pushing pens, bringing the bars, the rhyme skills. I, you can't even recite a quotable anymore. It's Google Play. Let me go to Google Play. <laughs> Yo, that's no funny facts, bro. Like the quotables are just becoming less and less, bro. Less and less. And, that, and that's funny because even when I be hearing certain shit, I'm like, damn, like, what am I going to take with me? 
after I just heard that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what am I gonna remember? Like, what word, bro? It's definitely time to go back to the conscious shit. Like, it's definitely time for people to start pushing their pants. And I feel like the world is in such a like a crisis state that I feel that it's like we need people pulling from those deep places and sharing that shit, bro. Mm-hmm. That's what's gonna get us through all of this. And speaking of conscious rap and lyricists, who are your top five underrated lyricists, dead or alive? Underrated or not, not like not my favorite? Underrated. Okay. Look, I'm pulling up my list. You're pulling up your list. <laughs> underrated. Because everyone goes, oh, what's your top five favorite rappers? I want your top five underrated lyricists, okay, dead or so alive. Recently, it was Kiss was in that conversation mm-hmm. for me. But now Kiss is getting his flowers. A shout out because he's from the Nantu. Kiss, most deaf. Okay. Black thought. Mm. Um, the roots. Oh yeah, I was gonna say Lauren Hill. Mm. I was. I, no, I was education. Saying, my, the Fugees. Come on, bro. Who would I say is my fifth underrated lyricist? Because like, is is Andre Three Sacks underrated? He's brought up a lot. He is. He's brought up a lot. Up a lot but he's not brought up like Nas, Jay Z, Biggie, Tupac. The, the the top fives that you usually get. Jay Z. He's usually he's he is in top tens though. I hear him a lot in top tens. Yeah, I, I would say underrated. Cause I mean, if he's top ten, I don't feel like he's underrated. Being top ten is the the greatest gift. Oh yeah. But I, I probably would say like rap, Rhapsody. Rhapsody on there. So I said most deaf kiss. Black Thought, Lauren Hill, and Rap. My most underrated lyricist. Honorable mention, like Lupe. Lupe, okay. Chicago. Yeah. yeah, Chicago's definitely in the building on that one. You know what I'm saying? Big L, too. I feel like Big L doesn't really get the, the shine he deserves. Big L, another honorable mention on that. And shout out to Big L. And we got to get into, you know, you have your YouTube series, The Underdog. Yeah, my five, my five, uh, my five was sturdy though, right? You fuck with my five. Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, Making sure, yeah. Of course. Oh no, if if I didn't like it, I would have let you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would say, um, yes. Yeah, so, so I was working on the underdog series. That was originally um a part of the before the thing when I was coming out with it March first, mm-hmm. and then like I said, all the other shit happened, right? So then fast forward, I'm like doing in like a new way. It's called, uh, it's like just like my Before the Throne series. And so it's like my Before the Throne series actually got kicked off with uh, Belief, which I dropped this Monday. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a, a short think piece on Belief. And so pretty much with Before the Throne is, you know, it's, it's that, that position between like, you know, being the underdog, mm-hmm. but doing, but still having all the accolades to, to be at the throne. And a lot of people can relate to that from sports and music. And so it's like, I started this series where we have these like short, almost like mini docs, like maybe two minutes where I'm just breaking down like, you know, belief and how that manifested to this before the throne moment. You know what I mean? And the other episodes will be released as time goes on, Mm -hmm. but belief is the one I just dropped. But yeah, it's pretty much just like another angle for you guys to get to understand the music. You know what I'm saying? And the journey that inspired it. So, you know, that, that's really where, where that series came from. Fire. And it's very creative, especially for a, a young up-and-coming artist that trying new ways and being innovative and creative to get their music heard and out there and to know more behind the music. That's important. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, I feel like 
is one thing I loved about all the artists that I like binged over. Like, like I remember when Kendrick, when I hit, heard ADHD, then heard Rigor Mortis, and I was just able to dive into his interviews and all that other stuff just to understand who he was and what the perspective that he was coming with, you know? And so I just want to be able to do that for, for my fans and anybody else who might be inspired by me that's also making music. Like, I want to bring y'all into my world. I'm one of those people, like, I'm not a, I'm not a, social media person all day but i understand that it's a tool that that i've been using lately but if it was up to me bro i'd be behind closed doors 24 7 a true but like, I'm like yeah i'm like nah let me let me show people so mm-hmm. let me actually you know, live life <laughs> yeah you know let me live life and let me like you know share some of the things that i may not share with people and you know let them know like yo this is why we created it this is what we're doing this is what led to this like you know those those explanations go a long way to people that want to hear it yeah you got that right before the throne, what is the significance of this title? Does this have something to do with Watch the Throne? <laughs> no, because I know Kanye I mean, is hey, a big hey, inspiration hey. to you. Yeah, Kanye definitely is a, a big inspiration to me. Um, uh, and he's all over the place, man, but such a big inspiration nonetheless. But um, yeah, I, Before the Throne really started because like, I felt for a while because of, of my position, like, you know, my family uh, is, you know, part of the cornerstone of what created hip hop. You know what I'm saying? And so with with those big shoes to fill, I feel that for a lot of the time I was the underdog. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, being this underdog and, you know, feeling like there was a lot more that I had to do just to get the stamp, you know, just to get the cosign, just to get the love. And so it's like before the throne is like, you know, before I take this last step of really solidifying where I stand in the game, I wanted to share that perspective because I feel that whether you come from what I'm coming from or whether you're coming from the hood and you just feel like, you know, you're being overlooked or wherever you're at. And if you ever had that chip on your shoulder, I feel that this project was a, a representation of, of that feeling and where I was in my life. You know what I'm saying? That, that led to, to, to the throne. I hope I explained that well. You did. <laughs> I know you probably can't give the date out, but are you looking to drop the EP by the end of this year? Um, yeah, I'm I plan on dropping, uh, I'm dropping in October. Okay. So a couple of weeks. I'm dropping, hey bro, I'm dropping. It's definitely coming out first day, first 10 days of October. That's Nico, Nico. That's That's fire. What's going on? Nice That's, to meet you, bro. That's fire. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, my phone just pulled up. Oh, it's all but good. Yeah, but yeah, I'm definitely dropping first 10 days of October. I, I'm, I'm saving a date for like, uh, uh, you know, to, to announce it the, the right way, but we're coming ASAP, bro. Like, it's already up in the distributor. Like, you know, we're not waiting on no mixes. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get that in the rotation for you as soon as it drops. But, Nico Brim, is there anything else you would love to let the audience know, your fans know, that you have to promote here today? Um, yeah, I'll just uh, let them know that I got two singles out right now. Um, King of Diamonds uh, and No Lies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both got visuals out that are on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Before the throne is coming way sooner than y'all think, you know, it's right there. And, uh, you know, when when y'all get the EP, just know that, you know, it's uh, it's a much broader palette of music that I've worked with. I've always known for doing the bars and I got the bars in there for y'all for sure. But there's, you know, a a much more expansive vibe that I hope everybody could get in tune with. And, you know, y'all fucking with me, I'm fucking with y'all. I'm gonna (laughs) Oh, <laughs> uh, you got to let them know where they can follow you on Instagram and Twitter, of course, at Nico Brim. 
Yeah, I'm at Nico Brim on all social media on everything. Twitter, Instagram, you know, all that. Facebook, wherever, Apple Music is all Nico Brim, N-I-K-O-B-R-I-M. You know, all the content lives over there. Crazy. I'm looking forward to it, though. For the throne, yeah, dropping soon. Bro. Stay tuned. Yo, yeah, bro. I, I'm going a, I'm to a hit you after this so we can just, you know, exchange contacts and stuff. We can just stay in touch, bro. Oh, yeah, for sure. Nico, bro, I appreciate it, man. And you're always welcome on the show. I got you. And, you know, we're going to exchange information after this and, you know, keep in touch with whatever you got going. I appreciate what you're doing. You're true MC and you're pushing the culture forward to where it needs to be, not the garbage. The true yeah, art absolutely. form. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it, bro. Much love, always. No doubt, Nico Brown. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your night, man. Stay safe. Yeah. Yes, sir. You too. Yeah. Peace, man.